Hey everyone, and welcome to the Small Business Made Simple podcast, where we help you market and grow your business so simply that it makes your competitors say, why didn't we think of that? I'm your host, Sam Moss, and I can't wait to see you be the leader of your industry. Thank you again for joining me for yet another episode of Small Business Made Simple. I am Sam Moss and I am joining you from Elmira, New York, and I am so happy to be with you this morning. Today on the podcast, I have a local small business owner, Dr. Michael Spencer, joining me. Now, Dr. Michael is the senior pastor of his Tabernacle Family Church in Horseheads, New York. Uh, he owns his own uh, business coaching company uh, on the side called Empowering Pastors and Leaders. Now, before you sit there and say, great, how is a pastor going to teach me anything about business? Dr. Michael has actually coached incredibly successful business owners and executives from all over the country. He not only runs a massive nonprofit organization with uh, locations in multiple countries, but he owns his own business as well. He has more business experience as a pastor than most business owners I know. He is here today to share with you how you can have vision in your business and what happens if you don't have any at all. This is one of my all-time favorite interviews, and you will learn a lot from this conversation. I'm really confident that you will. Here's my interview with small business owner, Dr. Michael Spencer. Dr. Michael Spencer, it is a pleasure to have you on my podcast today. I really appreciate you taking the time. Absolutely my joy. Any way I can help. See, I believe in you, and that's the exciting part. You're a phenomenal young man. You have passion. You have vision. You have direction. And you're willing to take, uh, you're willing to take the dog by the tail and make it happen. Can you share a little bit about what you do? You coach businesses, right? Yes. Um, and leaders. Can you share on that? Sure. Um, I have. Uh, it's called the Empowering Pastors and Leaders. Mm-hmm. And we coach pastors and leaders, um, business leaders, in helping them identify with full clarity the vision that's within them, as well as be able to put together a structure that will enable it, will enable it to move forward. It's, uh, it's better described like this. It's, you do not take the skin of an elephant and put it on the skeleton of a mouse. Yeah. So why would you say vision is important? Can we go right to the foundation? Can you expound on what vision is and why it should be important in a business? Absolutely. Well, the scripture's clear. Mm-hmm. Where there is no prophetic vision, there uh, the people uh, are in anarchy or confusion. So vision is imperative. Um, what is vision? Really what it means is you have a direction you're going in. The challenge is a lot of people have a direction they're going in, but no clarity. The problem with no clarity is that you're tripping a lot. You know, one of the greatest things that we want to all accomplish, I've never seen anybody that loves bruises. (laughs) No one likes falling on their head and getting a bump, but we don't prepare not to. And the way not to, to prepare not to is to make sure that the vision is fully clear. So whenever you're dealing with any business person, in fact, my very first session with all all business people and also ministers is it takes about six hours and I ask you question after question after question after question and what they 
they get frustrated after a while. In fact, I tell them to take Tylenol before they come. <laughs> is because what it does is by the end of that session, I can tell you without, without reservation what your vision is, what your passions are, what makes you angry, what makes you happy, and where you're heading for the next decade. It is that clear. Wow. Does the passion and really tie into like the vision of a business? Oh my goodness, yeah. If you don't have passion, hang it up. Mm-hmm. A good idea does not mean that's what you should be doing. That's true. You know, even something you're good at doesn't mean that that's what you should be doing. I always forget the name of the book. But there's a book I read many years ago, probably about 10 years ago. And it was a, about a person who loved baking. And so they opened a baking business. Problem was, they loved baking, but they didn't realize they lost their fun when they opened a business. Yeah. It's no longer a hobby. Exactly. And you shouldn't, you shouldn't make a living out of something that you love. I mean, a lot of people do and they mm-hmm. love it, but it can really get you in trouble. Absolutely. I mean, you should definitely have passion and enjoy it. But I think when someone takes that hobby and makes a living, it can never go back to a hobby anymore. And that's what you're saying, right? Yeah, it's absolutely true. And it's, it's horrible because the frustration... Just because, and I deal with this with a lot of pastors, you know, just because you can preach doesn't mean you should pastor. Because preaching is a small part of, even knowing the Bible, is a small part of actually running a church. You have to have clarity where you're going. Uh, In fact, you've got to know your target people. So for us, when we started His Tabernacle Family Church, our clarity was was confirmed. We knew what we were doing, and and that was we're aiming at the baby boomer women. Mm -hmm. Why? Well, because the baby boomer women are uh, are literally running the country. <laughs> they're voting in the presidents. They're making great money. Um, and the women are more apt to come to church than the men. So by aiming at the baby boomer women, we know that we're going to get a generation in that's financially, fiscally going to be able to handle structurally the church. And then also we know they're raising their grandchildren. Oh, come on now. <laughs> they're raising their grandchildren. And so because they're raising their grandchildren, their grandchildren are now coming to church who will then bring their mom and dad into church. So the ability to gain three generations is by getting the baby boomer women who would bring in the grandchildren, who bring in their parents, and then slowly the church will uh, increase through three generations. You could have just opened up a church and said, you know what, we're going to do this and who knows who's going to come. It's a church. You know, everyone's going to come to church. But instead you took the time to... Lay out the vision, exactly. know who you were going to go after, really a target market, just like a business. Absolutely. And the same thing happens to any small business owner that's listening. You know, you need to lay out a vision yes. because what happens if it if they don't lay out a vision? Can you touch on that? Sure. Well, first of all, you need to write down your vision too. Okay. Habakkuk chapter two says you have to write the vision, verse two and three. Why do you write it? Well, because if it's written, number one, there's a pasting on your brain and then you should speak it at least three times a day. Um, what happens if you don't have clarity of vision? It's called the four Fs. Number one is called foggy. When you aren't clear in your vision, you, you start off in the direction you're supposed to go and you know the general direction, but what ends up happening is you become foggy in how you're going to get there. So now all of a sudden, I mean, you genuine heart, genuine passion, genuine general direction, but not enough clarity. And so now everything's starting to get foggy. After you get foggy, you start getting frustrated. 
Why are you getting frustrated? Because now you're trying everything you know to reach where you're really not sure where you're going. After frustration, then you get fatigued because now you're tired. You've worked hard. You've worked hard at, oh, that's right, you're really not sure because you're foggy. (laughs) You don't even know what you're working on. No, you're not really sure, but you're trying as hard as you can. And you're doing all that you know, and you can only do what you know because you only know what you know. Mm -hmm. So then all of a sudden you go into the fourth F, which is flirtation. Well, I guess this isn't what I should be doing. Well, I guess I should move on from here. Well, I guess this doesn't work for me. Or even worse, flirting in other areas that are going to cause uh, demise within relationships, within every aspect of your life. So you said it was foggy. What was the second one? Foggy, frustration, flirtation. Excuse me. Foggy, frustration, fatigue, flirtation. Got it. The four Fs. How often do you see a business? I mean, you work with a lot of businesses. You Mm -hmm. coach a lot of businesses. How often do you see they come in? And it might actually be a quite functional business. They've been in 10, 20 years. Yes. And they have no vision. I I was there. That's how I know. Um, What happened to me was we kept hitting the 500 mark here, 500 barrier. We'd hit 500, bounce down to 425, hit 500, go to uh, 425, 450, boom, boom, boom. We did it for three years. So you're saying a business can float just fine. Oh, absolutely. You can stagnate. In fact, it's called the plateaus. Mm -hmm. Now, I've always, I actually teach a whole session just on plateaus. So there's nothing wrong with plateauing. It means you've gone somewhere. Problem is, the longer you remain on that plateau, you step into stagnation. The longer you're in stagnation, as we all know, stagnant water ends up becoming putrid and you start the decline. So what happens is for us, we kept hitting that 500 barrier and I was giving up. I, I was actually flirting at that point. I was getting ready to resign. And uh, that was probably five years ago. So I was getting ready to resign and move on. Just figured, well, maybe I've reached the cap here. And maybe, you know, it's a small town anyways. The whole county is only 88,000 people. (laughs) A church of 500 here is considered very successful, especially the style church that we are. And so um, I I guess I was just done. Then I came across a coach. You know, it's amazing. Small business people and churches, they shun coaching. Especially in the North. Isn't it crazy? You won't find a professional golfer. Tiger Woods had a coach, for goodness sakes. How much did he make a year? How successful he was he? Yet he had a coach. Basketball coaches, baseball coaches. Every single person has a coach. But you'll find that in the business world, especially, like you said, in the Northeast, coaches are rejected. Well, I didn't even know what one was. Why why do you think that is? Um, Number one, I think ignorance. I think they don't really understand what a coach does. Number two, sometimes, it, sometimes it's pride. No one's going to tell me how to run my business. For goodness sakes, they need to. You've yeah. capped. You've, 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 you've climaxed. You've gone as far as you can. You need someone to take you to the next level. So for myself, I had really never heard of uh, a coachman, and I found I came across it. So I called this guy, and he said, it'll be $3,000. I said, great. So I flew down to Florida. And uh, sat in a hotel lobby as he and I are going through this process. And around noon, uh, I said, and I have a check for you. And I handed him 3000 And he goes, well, that's a start. <laughs> and I shook my head and I said, what do you mean by that? He said, oh, well, it's 3000 a session. And I said, what? <laughs> I said, I thought the whole coaching process. He said, well, I sent you a contract. I said, well, I guess I didn't read it really well. <laughs> 
And it turned out it was 3,000 a session. And I said, well, brother, let me tell you what this is going to be. This is going to be your best $3,000 session <laughs> that you've ever had because it will be your last one. Yeah. And when we got done, he looked at me and he says, you know, you are a very passionate man and your drive is abnormal and unusual. And I feel the necessity to partner with you. In fact, I'm going to cut all my rates just so that I can spend time with you and you can pay me when you get it. Yeah. Well, after, uh, I think we spent about $25,000. I talked to our board and I said, was it worth it? And they said, absolutely. But let me tell you what the coaching was about. It really had nothing to do with the church. Yeah. It's the principles. It was me. Yeah. Because until you change your mind and have full clarity of direction and change your mind with true understanding of structure, then you are trying to put, because you only know what you know, you're try, you have the vision of an elephant, but the skeleton of a mouse. I will be right back with the rest of my interview with Dr. Michael in just a minute. Hundreds of websites come across our desks here at One Click Agency every single year. Hundreds of them. And here's a secret. They're all making the same five mistakes. I mean, they're basically making five simple mistakes. And unfortunately, if you have a website, you're probably making them too. So what we did is we wrote a PDF to help correct those mistakes. You can find it at oneclickagency.com forward slash five website mistakes. Whether you spell that out, use numbers, it doesn't matter. It all points to the same place. So don't worry about it. See, if you're making one of these five mistakes, they are super easy to fix. This is foundational and basic stuff for your website. Some of these mistakes are literally equivalent to a dentist coming to me and saying, hey, no one's coming inside my office to schedule an appointment. Do you know what's going on? So I go to his office and notice that his open sign is off for one. And second, he has a close sign on his door. So I turn to the dentist and say, I, you don't know why anyone's coming inside your business. Why don't you just turn on the open sign and then remove the close sign from your door and people are going to come inside and book an appointment. These are little website mistakes people are making that are that blatant. But for whatever reason, they just can't see them and it's too bad. And there are hundreds of people making these mistakes and I want to make sure that you see them. I want to point them out. Go to oneclickagency.com forward slash five website mistakes. It's totally free. Oneclickagency.com forward slash five website mistakes. And I will explain what those mistakes are and how you can fix them on your business's website. Oneclickagency.com forward slash five website mistakes. So when you're saying that you have the passion, you are a really passionate individual and everyone that knows you knows that. How did you level that out or hone it in to complement the vision of what you had to, you know, map out for the church, for your business? How did that, how did you tie those two together and say, okay, I'm passionate, but I really need to bring up the vision and work on that as well. How did you hone in the passion? Cause I know there's some people that are out there. Oh my gosh, a business. I'm going to go knock on every door in my city. I'm going to meet every person. I'm going to be a networker and they don't have the vision. Very simple. The Bible says, um, that in the Council of Many, there's wisdom. What I've learned to do is to submit to somebody who's smarter than me. It's a good rule of thumb. That is a very good rule of thumb. It's very unseen today. 
And so for me, um, even now, I'm 32 years in the ministry. Uh, we have a church here that runs in-house, uh, almost 800 on a Sunday. And then we have a, a church in Ithaca, a church in Mansfield, both of those very successful, a church in Canada, a church in Kentucky, a church in West Virginia, four churches in Mexico, and one in Puerto Rico. We're considered a very successful church. But I still, to this day, I talked to my bishop this morning about a situation. It's not that I didn't know the answers, but there have been multiple times that I've had the answer I've had the base answer, but he had a nugget that allowed the vision to go just one step further with less effort. Mm -hmm. Gathering, going, being around people that are smarter than you, that have already gone where you want to go, is wisdom. I met this guy, and um, I said, who's your oversight? Who's your authority? You know, who are you submitting to? And he said, um, well, nobody right now. I said, well, you need to find somebody. I said, number one, it's biblical. Mm -hmm. Everyone in authority must be under authority. But then he said, um, well, I think I'm going to go under this guy. He has a church of 300. And I said, why would you do that? You're already halfway there. You're going to be past him. No. And how are you going to keep drawing from somebody who's never been where you need to go? See, and if you're going to have clarity of vision, the greater clarity comes not only as you sit down and get the prophetic revelation. That means you have the full understanding or at least directionally with a coach or especially in prayer and writing down and, and getting along with the Holy Spirit, but also um, getting around people who have gone where you want to go. Yeah. Right now I'm being coached by a man who pastors a church of 6,000. Mm -hmm. Why? Well, because I want to be 6,000. Well, he already knows how to think. I don't. Mm -hmm. So how am I going to learn? Well, I'm going to, I know the vision. But I need to have the knowledge to get us to the vision. Yeah. And that doesn't come by uh, Sir Newton under a tree getting hit by an apple. Yeah. So I had a conversation with Henry Fuchsman mm -hmm. and a few weeks ago. He's brilliant, he, by yeah, the way. Yeah, he went over a lot of the same stuff with get under somebody. Yes. Because you're not going to learn further than they are. So they always need to be higher. But one of the things I asked him is, look, should you be looking for someone, let's say it's a small business owner that does lawn care, should they try to go under a lawn care company or should they, someone that owns like, for example, a large lawn care company or someone that understands business principles because someone might be sitting here like, well, you know, I do nail nail salon and I can't just go find another nail salon. They're not going to share anything. What would you say to someone like that? Do they need to go find someone in their niche or someone that they can trust that can really pour into them that knows the principles of vision, passion, business, whatever? I'm going to say both mm -hmm. because you need a coach. Uh, you need to be drawn out, drawn to a new place. That's the coach's job. Um, but I would also highly suggest that you go out of your arena and sphere of influence and find a company, a business owner that's doing what you want to do. And I would invite them to lunch and I would bring them a gift mm -hmm. and I would pay for lunch. Bible says, bring a king a gift. It brings honor. Honor brings access. So when you go, if you let's just say you want to you want to buy houses, you want to be a real estate mogul. Well, find a real estate mogul and go invite them to lunch and sit with them. I'm, I'm trying to remember how much it was. I think it was seven million dollars or something like that. People paid seven million dollars to sit with. Oh, it starts with the B. One of the richest men in America. Bill Gates? No. Oh, what's the other guy's name? 
Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot his name. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. But they paid $7 million that's, to that's sit down crazy. and have lunch with him. Wow. Why? Well, because you can't yeah, buy that knowledge. Yeah. It's, it's a relationship. It's honor. And so my suggestion is find somebody in the niche that you want, take them out to lunch, pay for the lunch, buy them a gift, honor them, and that will give you access to where successful people love to invest in people that will become successful. Yeah. People that are successful will not waste time with those who will not honor you. Here's another one. Successful people will never chase you down to give you knowledge. That's true. That is extremely that is true. true. Because you can sit there and hope they come. They're not coming. But they, that doesn't mean they're going to come. If you want, my, you want my knowledge, I'm not chasing you. Yeah, absolutely. If you hadn't asked for this, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have gotten this. Yeah. Because I'm not asking you. Mm-hmm. One of the things I want to go back to is the vision, right? And anybody, you know, they can lay out a vision for their company, for their business, for their church, whatever it is, small business. Is there such thing as bad vision or a bad vision? Hmm, that's a really good question. Well, no, I don't think so at all because what is vision in and of itself is inanimate. So um, Hitler had a vision. Yeah, he did. I mean, very successful at it. Yeah. We can go through all of the evil, Stalin, we can go through all of the evil... They all had vision. Mm-hmm. So vision in and of itself is nothing that is evil. It's, it, it can't have personality. Yeah. But the visionary is the issue. Yeah. Have you noticed that once you have a vision laid out, and we can kind of close with this, how hard has it been to get a team? Because a lot of these small business owners, they have one, two, maybe it's themselves, but a lot of them, they have people under them. How hard and what are some things that they can implement to not only share the vision with their team about where the business is going, but really write it on their heart and get them the passion behind the vision as well. And no one obviously is going to be as passionate as the business owner. And, you know, it is really hard, I know, to get people behind it. But what would you say is great advice to get that to happen? I would take, uh, I would take and speak the vision. You have to speak the vision. Uh, I was just reading a book on uh, successful companies and one of them really modeled something. It was that the, uh, the boss had a team meeting before every day began and just spoke vision to them, spoke passion to them, spoke love to them, spoke direction to them. But also, I think it's imperative for the leader to actually take, take a lunch once a week. Pay for your staff to eat lunch. It is a worthy investment and teach them leadership principles. The five levels of leadership is what I always start with. John Maxwell. John Maxwell. I always start with that. In fact, that is a mandatory. It is across the gate now, no matter what campus, no matter where they are in the world, and when they're going to raise up leaders and everything is about team of teams because you can only grow to the amount of teams that you have, that they're all trained the same way. And that is, I start there. So if you aren't training your leaders, well, then you're causing your own problems. Yeah, exactly. You must train them. Well, I don't have time. You don't have time not to. <laughs> you're going to have a lot of time on your hands if you don't train anybody because there's not going to be a business left. And, or you're going to have no time beyond because you have in, infrastructure problems and infighting. Yeah. So learn, get a coach, get a vision. And somebody said to me, well, do you have to have a coach before a vision? 
Well, you know what? I had a man hire me who had a vision, but before he started the ministries, he actually hired me as the coach to make sure that everything was in order before he hit go. Mm -hmm. It's worth the money. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I don't know if you, you know, it's a bad poke, but empoweringpastors.com is a great place to go to. And you can email me or uh, message me right off the website and we do coaching for pastors I was just about to and say, where's the best place for them to find you? So can you say that website again? Sure. Empoweringpastors.com. All right. So empoweringpastors with an S on the end, right. dot com. Or you can go to our Facebook, empoweringpastors.com. Dr. Michael Spencer, I appreciate you uh, being on the podcast. You gave a lot of wisdom and I know this is going to help small business owners, whoever, I mean, really anybody that listens to it needs to have vision in whatever they do. So thank you so much for being with me. There is also, we do something free every Tuesday in that we do a leadership training every single Tuesday for free. And I've been doing it for over five years. Now, every businessman has told me I should be charging for it. I should be getting no less than $100 a month. It's an hour a week. And it's during uh, every Tuesday, noon to one. And you can uh, log on for free. You can go to um, uh, the Empowering Pastors Facebook and log on for free. Or if you would like, you can send me an email at drspencer at empoweringpastors.com and we'll put you on the mailing list and you'll get the invite right in your uh, right in your email. I will also put that, for those of you listening, I'll put that right in the description of the podcast so you guys can check it out there. And I'm subscribed to it. You can get it right on YouTube live. You don't even have to come. It is a great, great tool. And you know, you mentioned coaching. That is a perfect place to start. It is a perfect place. Dr. Michael, thank you so much, and I really appreciate your time. Oh, my joy. Thank you. You know, every time I'm around Dr. Michael, he shares so much wisdom. It was an honor having him on the podcast today, and I really hope that you enjoyed um, hearing about vision and how you can implement it in your business. I know I need to sit down and do it myself and uh, really it just gives me that encouragement and uh, the teaching that I need to do uh, the same thing for my business. So I would encourage you to sign up for his weekly classes. I am signed up. I watch them online. They are completely free and really like he said he should be charging hundreds of dollars a piece for these classes but he wants to do the same thing I'm doing. He wants to help business owners like you. So to find out more, be sure to visit his website, empoweringpastors.com. And there you can sign up for his leadership leadership session uh, that comes out every single week. Now, next week, I have small business owner Nancy Hendrickson on the podcast. And she's from Image Packaging here in Elmira, New York. Here is a short clip of my interview with Nancy. If you sell a customer a quality product, it only reinforces the good relationship that you're developing. Mm-hmm. They will trust you. Mm-hmm. And if they can trust you with their pro- with your product, they'll come back to you over and over. So you, relationships are key. Relationships are really everything, the foundation of your business. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Small Business Made Simple podcast. I just want to encourage you to, one, subscribe to the podcast, and two, leave a review. If you haven't done that already, what it does is it just helps get the word out about the podcast, and uh, I personally would really, really appreciate it if you did that. 
Remember, we want your competitors to see how you run your business and say to themselves, man, how did we not think of that?